0: Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level.
1: It's time to level up.
0: Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today, we are talking about why your sleep
1: sucks. <laughs> I think rolling off the back end of last week's episode, it's very timely as well. Yeah. I've definitely had a week of rubbish sleep prior to this week. Mm. And my God, you don't, you notice the absence of something, right? Like you oh notice God. the absence of a good night's sleep. You never appreciate a really good night's sleep until you know what the opposite feels like.
0: That's right. And I feel like people who don't get good sleep don't know what they're missing out on. Like, because we know what it's like to have a period of good sleep. I carry on like a little baby when I don't have sleep just because I know. And I, I feel angry at myself. Like we're clearly both so passionate about sleep. But what I've learned over the past couple of months with all these life changes is it's actually a commitment and a discipline to get good sleep. Mm -hmm. Particularly if you don't live on your own, like I lived on my own, I had my own routine, don't have kids. Great. I can talk about sleep all day, every day, throw Mm. in a few um, things that you can't control into the mix. Okay, now it's a little bit more tough.
1: Yeah cuz obviously you and Paul are now living together and you're sharing a bed with someone and it's not just about you right like yeah. I, I i smile because i get my <laughs> my way in the bedroom a lot of the times with the air con <laughs> on and the fan
0: and the pillow between the legs and the don't touch me that um, air con kills me i remember we stayed um when we stayed in the gold coast i was waking oh, up sorry. shivering i'm like why am i so cold and, and the air is on pool. exactly 18 degrees and i'm like yep.
1: Cheryl, yeah. So tell me about like what it's like for you then going from being very much solo mm. to now sharing a bed and having to, you know, I guess bend towards someone else's sleep habits.
0: Yeah, it's been interesting because me still being in early bed, I like to get up, do my thing in the morning and then go to bed. Look, I, I used to go to bed around 10 o'clock. Now if I can go to bed between 10, 10.45, it's a win and I'm so happy. Um, because Paul being a night owl similar to Luke right Luke's a night owl yeah Yeah. you have to I've learned how to um, communicate the differences and come up with a routine that helps both people because it's not yeah like like, all right I'm still in the honeymoon period so you've you've cracked the whip on your routine which is great but I'm still in the compromise learning period Um, Mm. so yeah basically for my own uh, thing communication 100 percent number one he knows how important sleep is to me now because otherwise he cops it the next day when I'm cracking it that I didn't have good sleep um and then being disciplined so I know okay I'm not gonna watch tv super late Like that's not going to happen because that winds me up, which we'll talk into strategies down the track. But for me, it's like, right, keep an eye on the clock. Nine o'clock, start to wind down still, still have that quality time together, but just being disciplined and holding my ground, to be honest.
1: Yeah. And you said something really interesting there about the early bird and the night owl thing. Mm. And it's a genuine thing. Like I used to sort of be like, oh, yeah, radio," Like as if that's a real thing. But like physiologically, people that are early birds and night owls, they have different, I guess, um times that they release melatonin and some of the other um neurotransmitters and hormones that make us sleepy so mm. i and it's the same as like in school i used to be able to sleep into midday were you the same
0: oh yeah yeah but was that because you were out partying the night before no like even
1: before that oh. like I like even 12 11 12 and oh yeah the- i'd
0: sleep until 9
1: 45 10 every day yeah and the, there's an actual reason for that so when you're younger your actual the time that you sleep moves because mm. we get more REM sleep in the early hours of the morning so physiologically you know it doesn't make much sense that we we're trying to wake up at 6 a.m to get to school yeah so, you no know, there's there's actual reasons as to why we are early birds or night hours um, throughout different periods of our life as well depending on our environment and I'm an early bird, um, always have been besides those party days because that's uh, (laughs) self-inflicted. And then Luke's very much a night owl as well. Um, We have sort of moulded to try and, you know, sort of meet in the middle there where he might go to bed a little bit earlier and I'll, like, you know, stay awake a little bit longer. What are we
0: talking? Like what's earlier for him and later for you?
1: Well, we both go to bed at, like, say, 9, right? Are you serious? Yes. But the (laughs) difference is I will only be able to read for about 15 minutes before I'm tired, whereas he might read for half an hour to an hour and then fall asleep.
0: Oh, so he's still in bed around 10.
1: Yeah, like asleep taken, around 10. It's taken God. a bit of time.
0: Sure. But it wasn't
1: it wasn't always like that. However, I feel like he's noticed the benefits of doing it. Yeah. He right? has to
0: realise it on his own, I feel though. Like,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's
0: great. They have to learn their own yeah. lesson.
1: But you know, that's that that's taken a couple years. Yeah. To- as well it's not just been like he could easily like on school holidays when he was teaching uh, we work together now but when he was teaching on school holidays he would easily be up to 11 midnight playing yeah right but again uh, was it environmental you know i wouldn't mm, tell him mm. that but I'm just not sure but those night owl early bird things are a definite true phenomenon
0: yeah, yeah, and I kind of like it now because I get my time in the morning just to wake up and smash out some work and emails yes. and all that. He gets his time after I go to bed to do the same. So, so is he a works. night out?
1: What time does he oh, go? Yeah,
0: oh, yeah, 12.31 something. Oh, wow. Oh, like proper. Night. But then he's been sleeping in a little bit longer than yeah. what I would, so I use that morning time. And, and that mm. might change, but that's what it is. But we finally come to something that works. Because at the start when I was, you know, on good behaviour, quote, unquote, I'd stay up a bit later because I wanted to chat and all that. Yeah. But now it's like become a real life thing and we're actually together and all that's like right I need to be disciplined again because I don't feel good breaking my own rules yeah like that's the number one thing like I've set these guidelines for myself that I know serves me well and then deep down no matter under what circumstance I don't feel good unless I've stuck to like um, being authentic to myself and what mm. feels good for me so yeah yeah communication yeah
1: and, yeah, and the difference is though Danny is that you will probably get up at the same time regardless of what time you go to bed as, a, as the an thing. early bird mm. whereas a night owl they can sleep in uh, it's mm. very different in the way that we release like cortisol in the body so i was the same i'd be frustrated because luke could sleep in if he wanted to and that's yep. how i feel like you know you're sort of more on a, like a night owl luke could sleep in whereas i yeah. would be up still at 4 35 a.m being oh, great i didn't get to sleep till midnight yep. and i'm the one who feels like shit because that's yep. early bird, you suffer
0: Yeah, yeah. So, what do you notice if you don't get a good night's sleep?
1: Oh, shit. What don't I notice? (laughs) I guess um, like physiologically, like in terms of the, my body, um, my training is definitely um, subpar, like strength mm. I won't be able to um, usually get to working sets or working weights as easily. Yeah. Um, mentally I struggle with focus a mm. lot. Mm. I'll just find that I'll burn out a lot easily. Um, short temper, short fuse, appetite goes up as well. Yeah. lots of things that, you know, impact when you get a few rubbish nights sleeps. But what I will say is I'm usually fine with one night, right? Yep. Like poor sleep, it really starts to impact you when you accumulate um, rubbish nights over a period of time. That's yep. what impacts you more physically. One bad night's sleep, you can usually get away with it if you don't have like a huge sleep debt. Yeah. Um, that's why like for, for, say, for example, if anyone um, lists, like is doing shift work, in our future or previous episodes um, that I spoke about, night duty, you know, you could stay up for 36 hours straight and still feel Mm. fine, you know, because you're going into those, that stint feeling well. But if you were already sleep deprived, you know, it accumulates and that's when it really starts cutting into your quality of life.
0: Yeah, and, and one thing that I also just uh, reflected on as you were talking was I remember when I was younger and we would go out and have a night out and have fun, or even now if I go out for a nice dinner, have some laughs and, and do all that, and let's just say I got five, six hours sleep, my next day wouldn't be as affected as if I got five, six hours sleep just from like having a poor sleep. So if I'm doing something really fun and exciting and energising, I don't get as affected the next day. Like what is that?
1: Is that psychology or is that like, does that make sense? I, yeah, yeah, I totally I you. Totally mm. I think people underestimate how powerful our mind is yeah. when it comes to those sorts of things. So, you know, I think we've all misloaded the barbell incorrectly and thought it was a lighter weight and all of a sudden hit a PB, frictionless. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if you're going out and filling the tank up, you know, social engagement, laughing, Mm. having a good time, like feeling creative, like giving back to yourself, it's sort of like energising you and worth it. And like Mm. you're like, okay, cool. I wasn't just like scrolling on my phone at 12 a.m. Like of course I'm going to feel like shit. And Mm. I think as well like you're probably not reflecting on your sleep being like this is horrible. My day is going to be wrecked now. You're probably like happy that you did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Spot on, I suppose. And then that's one thing about the, um, when you're tracking your sleep and it comes up in red, like Mm. psychologically, it's like, Oh no, I'm going to have a bad day, blah, blah, blah. So I've also tried to catch myself out on that and, and reframe and say, look, all right, cool. I didn't get my optimal amount of sleep that I would like. What can I do different tonight? Yeah. Change it. All right. I'll be disciplined. And instead of watching a whole movie, Um, I'll just watch half an hour or something or not even watch TV. I'm just using TV as an example because that's our new little thing. We've started watching um, Our Planet on Mm -hmm. Netflix. It's like a David Attenborough spin-off of his movie or vice versa and it's just so nice. That's what I've been Mm -hmm. using to calm down, just looking at the animals in the water. There's Mm -hmm. the the occasional animal that gets eaten, but I don't look
1: because I hate all that (laughs) stuff. It's sad. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Something I do a lot with my girls in coaching is um, in regards to bedtime routines and wind down sort of schedules. I do a lot of education around sleep, for example. Yeah. something I found was that I was sort of educating so much on sleep and how it can impact us and how important it is to have as a boundary that it was sort of going against some of the girls that perhaps they wouldn't get a good night's sleep and they might think, oh, well, like I'm going to be shit today in the gym, didn't feel yeah. So, so then I, I sort of had to come back and be like, okay, we're having another webinar. I'm going to talk about like what it actually means when you've had one bad night's sleep, Mm. you know? And that's why I was saying it's a, it's an accumulative thing. Like if you have one shit night's sleep, you can usually still go in and crush it. Like if Mm. anything, you might be more sympathetically like firing. You might feel like more energized with adrenaline, whereas like I said, it's it's like if you're getting time and time again, one, that's in our control, isn't it? Like when mm-hmm. we're feeding behaviours, that's when it accumulates. Um, and two, that's when you might be like, okay, maybe I need a refeed. Maybe I need to tell my coach this is happening. Maybe I need to change training. Maybe yep. I need to, you know, do certain interventions. That's when those things come in become important.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely a quality of life thing. I mean, you need to reflect Mm. on. And we've spoken about this before. Like a lot of people wake up, go to work, come home. They need to do things around the house, hardly get to wind down, aim to get optimal sleep. And then the grind goes and goes again. And that's not... A good quality of life for a lot of people so sometimes you need to compromise on one hour sleep just so you can do something fun go out for a nice dinner um do something that you enjoy as well yeah. to get energized that way too so it's really about reflecting on um and fixating less on the amount of hours but then also recognize the amount of hours that can allow you to have a beautiful quality of life too mm, yeah
1: 100 and i'm a massive advocate for naps like huge. So you've been having it. a lot lately. You know, I, I, I nap. Yeah. I nap. I always have. Like even with shift work, I've always napped. Yeah. Um. I just think it's a fantastic strategy, and I don't know why society sort of demonizes it. Even like a lot of the sleep researchers will like advocate having short periods of naps to sort of restore yourself over, like say, a coffee instead. So yeah. if I feel that like a wave come on and I've got that flexibility where I'm like, you know, I've got 20 minutes or half an hour, The like the old me would have been like, oh, it's not long enough. But now yeah. I know it's like the perfect time. You can, and I'm great, seriously, mm-hmm. PhD and napping. I can fall asleep <laughs> in like 30 seconds. Yeah. I'll, tell Julie, I'll be like, all right, I'm just going to get 23 minutes sleep. And he'll yes. be like, no, you're not. And I'll be like, I'll show you. <laughs> and then I, it'll come off of my ring that I've, um, that I've had a little bit of a siesta. But it's slow. Yes. So, and I wake up and I'm like. I'm not groggy because it's it's not a full sleep cycle. You just stay yeah. in a light stage of sleep. Yeah. And I feel energized, like better than having a long black. And it just perks me up and it doesn't impact my sleep that night.
0: Yep, very good. And for those who don't have the flexibility to have a nap every day, um, you can definitely just remove stimuli. So let's just yeah. say you're working in the office, um, go to a quiet area or even outside, you know, and just um, put your phone away and just remove the amount of thoughts in mm. your mind. So quote unquote, meditation type thing, breath work, or even just sit outside, closing your eyes and, and focus there. So um, the less stimuli that we have in, the more that our body can rest and recharge without actually falling asleep too. Mm. So that's another option there. And it works so well.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess we've got some like some dot points about, you know, what could be destroying your sleep as well. I know every time I talk about sleep in my story, I get a lot of questions about how can I improve this or what do you do for that or Mm. et cetera, et cetera. And we have touched on sleep in the past, Um, but specifically we're just going to talk about some of the things that might be um, impacting it more so.
0: Yeah, and I just had a flashback of when we did record that sleep episode on the, in my house, on the couch on a Saturday night and then you and I were both like falling asleep when we were recording it. Um, but different <laughs> situations today. So, yeah, light and screen time. Mm. It is, yeah, it's, and I've really recognised this too now that I've been watching a little bit of my Dave and Attenborough at night time. It's still important to not make that the last thing that happens before bed. Um Yeah. yeah
1: i normally have like a at least an hour policy of like light and um you know something i was listening to on a podcast from david huberman is a lot of people talk about blue light as being like this bad thing and we need to just shut out blue light but he's saying it's not just blue light it's light in general it's all light so it's not just from your screen and this is why you're saying look even dimming it down to the amber like it's usually not enough we need to be actually removing all lights and screen times in yeah. general yeah. um and I definitely notice a massive difference as well especially wearing blue light blockers you oh know, yeah you're sun- your glasses. <laughs> I haven't spoken about this yet because I was like I'm going to troll these for six months before yep. I even tell anyone about these because I think. Mm. people wearing them and yeah, i've like had yeah. this thing about it where i'm like you got them for ten dollars <laughs> not even amber like what yeah. are you doing oh it's improved my quality of sleep how do you know how do yeah. you- Tell yep. me how you because you feel better, placebo. Yeah. Anyway, yeah so yeah. I'm I'm funny when it comes to that sort of stuff. But I brought the these ugly ones and they weren't cheap, right? <laughs> they
0: remind me of something from the 70s that the hippies <laughs> would wear. I <laughs>
1: don't okay, like the 70s porno to see yeah. now Um that's what I feel like too, yeah. When, like uh, they're so ugly. Um But look, it's like anything. The uglier, you know, usually all the more expensive, the more effective, right? <laughs> the uglier, the more I was wondering what saying was going to come out of your mouth. The uglier it's or like, the more expensive? It's them. like your mockies, you know, they're not the most beautiful thing to look at, but by God, do they do a good job of keeping your foot warm. <laughs> mockies for the the, the overseas people, are like well, what the hell
0: are they on about? Like Ug <laughs> boots? Yeah, slippers? like Ugg boot, Yeah, yeah. yeah um, okay, yeah. so glasses.
1: Yeah, and I was reading something really interesting um, about amber. So amber, obviously that orange colour, and they were talking about... Amber in itself, um, and I, I don't know the full physiology behind it, but the color itself makes us more relaxed. So, think about when you go to camping and you're looking at a fire, you mm. know how it flickers and it's that color? Mm. That it's like meditating for our eyes and our brain. So, nice. they were saying that with salt lamps, there is actually something that we can't see with the naked eye, but there is a little flicker to that color as mm. well inside the salt lamps. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people um, can feel more relaxed when yeah salt lamps i don't own one
0: i'm looking um, at mine right now i love my salt lamp it's it's real salt i've licked it to test and it's like proper salt yeah (laughs)
1: gross (laughs) (laughs) so yeah go buy salt lamp lick that up um (laughs) i have one of those look call me grandma but i have one of those reading lights that go over my book yes and it's amber right so Mm. it's great but because I look over at Luke's, yes, we are that couple. That's I look cute. over at Luke's and it's like a normal light. And whereas uh, when mine, it actually makes me tired. So it's sort of frustrating because I can't get through a book. Um, but I'm like, that's what I'm noticing with this color. I'm like, oh, the blue light block is having that color is important. The salt yep. lamps, when people dinner, lighting a candle, all those sorts of things are really therapeutic to help us actually relax and fall asleep.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting you brought that up because um, at the gym we were um, changing the the lights, or Paul was anyway, because they, we had dim-coloured lights. And I didn't say anything, but in my head, I'm like, fuck, I'm falling asleep. Like, it's, yeah. it's dark in here. Like, it sets an amazing mood. But then yesterday the electrician came in and, and changed the lights to a more bright light. And it just mm. changed everything because they were that amber colour. Mm. Um, there you go. And one thing that I do at home as well is not have all the ceiling lights on. So it's important to help us sleep, like have lights down low Mm -hmm. to match the horizon as well. So if you do have a little lamp or a salt lamp, Mm -hmm. try not to put all the bright ceiling lights on. Just Mm -hmm. have a little one. And that really changes it for me too. Yeah. Do
1: you know something you can do is actually just go and get red cellophane and put it around like the thing of your lamp and
0: would it it catch fire?
1: No, not if, well, if you put it straight out of the bulb, it might get <laughs> hot. But if you just put it around your lamp, because oh, you know you can buy like I red, love cellophane. Yeah, red light. You can actually buy red light for that reason. Yep. It's used a lot. And Lindy, who will talk to us about this with light therapy, but the ah. red light is very healing um for a lot of people. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about that because I can't explain it because we've been using red light led i've had that
0: done yeah Yeah,
1: wild but light is so powerful because our our eyes are an extension of our brain right so if we look into something that's stimulating or if we see something that excites us it's going to release those neurotransmitters and hormones to actually amp up our our autonomic nervous system as well
0: Mm. and naturally when the sun's down we're meant to be sleeping so yeah. if we keep all these lights on it creates an effect that mm. our body thinks <clears throat> excuse me that the sun's still up as mm. well so we technically need to match that well that's yeah. an early bird talking here and i I would be like bullshit but yeah, you know yeah match the sun
1: yeah um, and I think everyone's very aware of phones you know like even we if- all say
0: it but who really does it I'm disciplined we yeah. don't keep ours in our room right
1: yeah I don't no um, way but like sometimes you can catch yourself, right? Like you can catch yourself. Um, uh, there's something uh, that, and I noticed this because, um, like I do a, um, a lot of habit work with my girls and a lot of them are just working towards being able to put their phone away. So I am empathetic yep. towards that. It is a very difficult habit to break because technology is there to grab your attention. Mm-hmm. All Apps, they they load at certain times, and people post at certain times because they know you're there and Yeah, like it's it's so easy to get hooked into it. And yep. seriously, I feel it—the pull too. You feel yeah. it, the pull you. So it takes a conscious effort to be able to to break off that because they literally, like Apple and all these big brands, they have people employed to manipulate you.
0: Yep. Yep. Exactly. Everything about the phone is designed to um, create addiction. Mm. Yeah. So just being aware of that is number one. And then just, you don't have to say, okay, no phone two hours before bed or one hour, just aim to if, if it is a problem for you and you're not satisfied with your sleep. Okay, that is a big variable that you can play around with. Yeah. If it helps you wind down or if you spend time watching videos of something that relaxes you, great, oh, keep it there. <laughs> oh, you do you actually cough there? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That was a bullshit cough. Yeah, yeah. You don't reckon? I reckon some people need to switch off through. It, of watching
1: scrolling through reels and watching videos isn't going to do that. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> not, it might feel nice it might, might feel mm. nice but i'm just trying
0: nice. to take into consideration all the factors but yeah in an ideal world i wouldn't do it
1: yeah i wouldn't I think, do it i think we're just got to rather than saying i can't do this we're just got to replace it do you know what i mean just going to mm-hmm. replace it with a book or replace it with skincare or replace it with something else but that's... a book
0: doesn't show funny cats running around
1: i know
0: <laughs> well it might oh, could. Yeah. yeah actually um, <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so just just right before you go to bed Try and stop, or at least just pop your phone in the other room. Yeah. Even if they you start for half an hour,
1: even if you start half with an half hour. an hour, just mm. put your phone away half an hour before you aim to be in bed and see how you feel. Collect the evidence and then yeah. prove it to yourself. You know, yeah. you've got to give things enough time um, to actually have an impact for you to feel like they're working and then reward yourself and then go again. You know, you don't yeah. just start out by saying, okay, we'll phone away at like 7.30 because no. it's not probably going to be realistic for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. And if there are things that you need to address at like 10, 11 PM on your phone, that's like an email or work or something, you haven't planned your day well enough, or you've just put way too much on your plate. Like you, you should be able to be in a position where you don't have to work 24 seven, you know, plan your days better.
1: Yeah, I have a lot of coaches as clients and that's something that I'm like, look, what are you doing working this way? Why are you getting? And then it's like sometimes I used to get myself caught in that pickle and I'm like, far out, take your own advice, Cheryl.
0: Yeah, because then your clients see you responding at 11 p.m. and it's kind of like, fuck, then they think that you're that accessible or they think that you've just got poor time management. So as a professional as well, we need to set those boundaries and guidelines too. Yeah, Yeah, Mm.
1: absolutely. And the next thing is um, having dinner too close to bed. So Mm. when we eat, for example, blood needs to redirect to our digestive tract to turn on like our digestive system to be able to metabolize that food. And that process is like expensive in the body and that it, you know, ramps up your heart rate, ramps up your respiratory rate, activates um, your nervous system to be able to digest that food. And that in itself can keep you awake for longer than what you would like.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and then that's definitely, I've noticed that as well, but then sometimes if I do have a late dinner, I just make sure it's not too heavy. Mm. Um, so the type of food can change too. A lot of people come home from the gym late or, and you need to eat after you train uh, or finish work a bit late. Yeah, rather than spending like three hours awake after you eat, just change what you do eat after work. Don't have something real, like a big steak that will just take hours to digest type thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like mm. instead of steak, you might have mince, which is partially processed. You might mm. change up the way that you eat or you might have dinner before you train and then just have a protein shake when you get home. Mm. I think it's just, you know, you're smashing big amounts of food before you go to bed, it does impact the quality of your sleep. Uh, unless you use um, a reliable tracker, you probably won't notice it. Um, yep. I know it's sort of something that can go you know, you're swept under the rug is like about meal timing and all that sort of stuff. But it does, it does impact sleep quite a lot. And I guess this is just the optimal. You know, it's not always practical to yeah. have an hour or two before you go to bed. But it just means like, okay, well if you know that you're not going to get home from the gym until eight o'clock, maybe you could have dinner before you train or your heavier meal before you train the hour before. And mm-hmm. then like I said, just have something lighter when you get home that's partially processed.
0: Yeah, yeah. But then there's the art to it as well, to not eat too early before bed and then you go to bed hungry and that's way worse for me. I hate going to bed hungry, right? I think we all do um, because then it's so much harder to fall asleep or you wake up in the night hungry.
1: When you know what real hunger is, oh, I'm God. sad thinking about it. Have you started mm-hmm. prep? When are you starting prep? Yeah, well,
0: by starting prep, I've added in half an hour just on the bikes, like answering messages. Yes. <laughs> so that's very oh, low God. level cardio, a walk to go get coffee in the morning. Just again, I'm, I'm actively moving more um, mm. and then I'm hitting my macros now. Like there's no, Oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like I'm back into it. If I'm going out to dinner, I'm pre-planning like, yeah. So I'm just putting those puzzle pieces together. And already I've seen awesome results as you do when you stick to your plan um, or process hundred percent in terms of being in a deficit. Not yet. I think Mm. another two, three weeks, but I'm starting Mm. to feel the hunger, but it's nice because yeah, like what you and I doing, we start quite early to transition into it. We add one little process, every week or a couple of new things um and it works quite well so yeah i'm really zoning in now and we've got a few july competitors popping in and out of the gym and and i'm starting to hear the language again and seeing people posing again it's like okay i'm fucking i'm ready yeah yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah. how are you going I think everyone goes through that teething pain. That's what I call it—teething yep. pain. Yeah. Like, oh, this friction! I don't yep. want to do that. And yep. that's when you start like being like, "Oh, my alarms off, and I've got to go do cardio." Or, "Okay, yep, I've done ten thousand steps. I've still got two more." Or, yep. like whatever, whatever it might be. It's these little friction things, and you yep. just got to get back into it uh, and take your time doing that. You know, it is a switch. Actually, it's not a switch. It's a dial. You know yep. how we say to I love that. Like, oh, yep. Love- Turn it up, turn it down. You know, you can't just blast your speakers, you know, all year round. It needs to gradually go up and down so it's not such a shock to the system.
0: Yeah. And you know what else I've been doing now? Just as soon as I've finished my last meal, brush my teeth because whatever yeah. you eat after that's oh. going to taste like shit. So <laughs> Pepper tea.
1: Pepper <laughs> tea is my go-to. Looks like you're drinking toothpaste. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> that's the point
0: because then I'm not hungry. Yeah, um, yeah. How soon do you drink your tea before you go to bed, though? That's what I've had to stop too. Like, Because I don't want to – a lot of us wake up in the night and go to the toilet, but then I suppose we're talking about food. Liquids too close to bed too makes a difference. Yeah.
1: This is something that happens to me. I can't avoid it um, when i start dieting because when you do get lean it impacts the way that your um, aldosterone which is a hormone released like where your kidneys to filter mm. fluid it impacts that so that's why when you start dieting you get leaner you'll notice that you start peeing more despite yep. changing fluid um, um, the other thing is I um I used to do this all the time regardless of being like why am I peeing so much during the night and since I've started working with Abby she's like fix that I don't know how it works but I, I don't I don't pee during the night anymore is
0: it because you're having a deepest i find if i have a real deep sleep i don't wake up to go to the toilet
1: no i was routine 2 a.m uh and then about 4 a.m i would always pee and i was like what's this and she's like adrenals i don't know adrenals
0: yeah so um
1: Few needles, few herbs, and I tend to not pee too much during the night. Um, when I'm dieting, my um, tea consumption and low-calorie beverage consumption definitely goes up. Oh, of course. So I find just a couple of hours. Um, I will only sip after dinner uh, and maybe have a cup of tea and then usually yep. I empty my bladder beforehand, Yep. Um, which is, you know, two 300 mils in your bladder when you feel like you need to go. You Mm-mm. should be pretty good until the early hours of the morning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to have um, any sugar free drinks this time around? Because I remember last time, which was nearly two years ago, by the time we get on stage again, you cut out all the artificial sweeteners and Mm. and Coke Zero and all that. Are you going to
1: implement that this time around? Or are you now? I will, yeah, I will. So I wanted to get rid of it. Um, like my last prep, which was two years ago, seems like a long time. I yeah. was having a lot of digestive issues like throughout yeah. that prep, and I, I didn't know. Like I have a few inklings that it might have been to do with the contraception as well, mm-hmm. and a few other things because it. Like when I got that out, and then when I removed the artificial sweeteners, it just they they completely went. I have not had digestive issues since, um, like probably two weeks post comp, um Mm -hmm. so I wanted to just get rid of them because towards the end of the prep they were just very much a reliance sort of like a need that through the day and I'm just like I don't need it in a surplus I don't Mm. need it you know I Mm. I should I shouldn't be having like significant cravings where I feel like I need to have like a sugar-free drink to kill that Um, I would actually just rather have some real soft drink and which I know my system wouldn't do so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so I will definitely implement it again now that I don't have digestive issues going on yep. in order to that. Yep. Um, and then usually like I cut out all artificial sweeteners, all sauces, all those sorts of things, probably about six weeks out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause they just take up calories and then if your digestion is hindered, like from excessive caffeine, artificial um, mm. yeah, sugar-free things, or even like aminos and all chemicals, yeah. you're not going to be pulling the nutrients from, the limited amount of food that you are eating anyway so it makes it 10 times worse so like yeah. you I'll cut it out towards the back end but until then it's kind of nice um i've stopped having amino acids because i don't know i went through which we spoke about last time last episode like my skin was breaking out and for me right now the less artificial things the mm. better um, particularly things colored red I don't know, like oh, that red food dye, red red aminos and, and all of that, for me personally, mm. I'm cutting them out because mm. um, you look at the ingredients list and it's kind of like, oh, God. Oh, did you oh, see my story? That vanilla, vanilla slice. Yeah, what was really that? That was like a freaking that. essay.
1: Yeah, I just thought I went to this bakery that was um, for everyone that missed it. I went to this bakery around the corner that's like homemade pastries and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I do this thing when I'm dieting, I always buy Luke shit. Like, just I'll, oh, yeah. I can't have it, so I'll go and buy a block of chocolate. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I went and bought him a vanilla slice and Luke's anaphylactic to nuts. And I was, so I was just like, Did I have any peanuts in it? Um, and she was like, oh, I'll just print you out the ingredients list. Uh. One, I think, is a fab thing. I've never seen anyone be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It must help people that have, like, you know, gluten sensitivities and all these sorts of things so much because. People that have sensitivities, they're just not taken seriously, like if you're anaphylactic to nuts. And it's such a shame because it's still so uncomfortable to have digestive issues regardless or IBS.
0: Well, it's because I feel like everyone's throwing it around that they have sensitivities when they don't. Everyone's gluten-free. Everyone's this. Everyone's that. Well, what about the actual people who actually are, you know? Yeah, Yeah. that's why. It's been diluted.
1: Yeah, so true. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so she printed me off. It looked like a receipt and it was probably like, you know, the size of my palm long, mm. um, just full of ingredients, so colouring. And, and I just thought, wow, like there's so much junk in there. I didn't show Luke that. Um, uh, but there was no nuts. As long as was there was like, no nuts, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> I was like, any peanuts. I think the most important thing to notice is that you just don't know what's in a lot of stuff. And it's not bad. It's just you need to know because you don't know what you don't know right yeah. so we're not curious about food products there were things in there i couldn't even pronounce
0: it would have been all like the gelatin and the scent yeah. like right so if that technically a vanilla slice from what i'd imagine shouldn't have a long shelf life because it's got custard in the middle and that shouldn't really last out of the fridge no like, yeah, well, the milk solids like that's what it is if you're food has a long shelf life it's going to have artificial things in there mm.
1: well i sort of thought okay this looks very different to the ingredients list in nan's cookbook doesn't it mm. like when you look mm. at that right there's like you know five six ingredients like air yeah. butter milk this is why i'm like there is nothing wrong with going home and having some of grandma's slice like it is mm. 10 times better than the stuff that we buy in the supermarket that hits your macros and this is what yeah. i get so i like i'm like macros isn't everything you mm. know like mm. macros isn't everything there's nothing wrong with sugar there's nothing mm. wrong with butter mm. there is something wrong with sweeteners 65927 <laughs> chemical that i can't even pronounce because yeah how can our body process something it doesn't actually understand
0: Yep, exactly right. Because it's, yeah, man-made ingredients. Um, yeah. But I feel like, again, as we always say, this will be another podcast episode. <laughs> very good tangent. So don't eat too close to bed, but also not too far away. And yeah. fluids, that's where we're on. Um, but yes, very good information there. But, you know, every now and then, great. But if you're wondering why you don't have digest, like optimal digestion, yeah, might be worth yeah. considering that point there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, coming up, psychological stress. Mm. Yes, when you're highly wound and you wake up at 3am in the morning and your brain's wired and more energized than when you fell asleep. uh, I feel like we've all been through that. I
1: feel like that's what last week's episode was all about. Mm-hmm. You know, you were talking about as well being out of routine and travelling with your workshops and seminars and how that throws you out, you know, and I've been thrown out with releasing trade with Cherelle and how that's sort of been like, is this done? Is that done? Is that organised? Yeah. Is that going to be okay? You know, sort of just worrying and i can sit look back in hindsight and be like it's so funny how we spend so much of our life concerned about either the future or the past yeah and that's where mindfulness and everything comes in before bed and trying to just switch back on and sort of say to yourself you know it's the end of the day i've done all i can everything can wait for tomorrow so yes being able to like wind down not just physically but also mentally is an integral part to sleep hygiene
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's right. Um, what have you worked on recently to help you wind down or what's helped you wind down from last week? Mm.
1: I feel like whenever your stress ramps up, you need to adopt um things or turn up the volume, so to speak, on those um mindfulness interventions more so. So yeah. for me, I don't journal every day, but I have no. been for the last week. Okay. Um so getting back into that as well as reading. Luke and I don't bring work to the bedroom anymore. We used to have conversations in bed about work and I was like, I just we uh, need mark this. Yeah, um, so now we more so just reflect on what went well for the day, yep. that conversation, and then um, try and go to bed. So for yep. me, reading is just such an important part in my routine as well as just going back to my fundamentals of winding down the hour before I go to bed. So blockers have been great. Um, Like I said, charging my phone out of the bedroom, which I normally deviate to Mm -hmm. tidying up a little bit. So it helps put my clothes out for the next day, make sure my desk is okay and do my skincare and just winding down, like telling my body you're about to go to bed, start winding down and then aircon on 18 degrees and Bob's Mm -hmm. uncle. Bob's your uncle indeed.
0: (laughs) Great. And they're all brilliant strategies. And I like how you said you don't journal every day, but you've needed to in the past week. So you've chosen that tool there. And I think that is really important to reiterate because a lot of people get stressed out by the idea that they're not journaling, not meditating Mm. this, that, that's not optimal. Well, no, we're just talking about tools that we use Mm -hmm. when we need them. And take ownership and do the same. So recognize you don't need to be doing all these things. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it'll be a full-time gig and your day will be gone. Yeah. Choose what you need and when. Okay. I haven't journaled in a very long time. I haven't switched on headspace in a very long time, but for me, my meditation and stress reduction is taking things off my plate. I'm still working the same amount of hours, but the nature of my work has changed and I'm allowing myself to be creative. I'm being more disciplined Uh, switching off from work a little bit earlier um, and just changing things that way too because I know if my plates too full just like anyone it Mm. never ends and you're always going to be working forever you'll reach a financial goal you'll want more you'll reach a status goal you'll want more like it never ever ends so just catch yourself
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really important to, to break yourself. And I've definitely been um, trapped in that sort of if and when model, like when Mm -hmm. this happens or if this happens, I'll be happy. I'll be able to sleep better. I'll be able to, and like what you said, it's not, you are just always going to end up chasing the horizon if you don't reflect about what's going well now. And that's why I find like reflection verbally, like with Luke, like, Oh, what went really well today? Mm -hmm. Or what are you proud of? Or I do that a lot in my coaching calls and just actually Mm -hmm. recognizing what's gone well instead of going to bed and be like I didn't get this done I did get that done and and I think as well it just comes down to being more self-compassionate with yourself and like I said I have literally say to myself you're one woman and you're doing a good job you know and I just think when you you say it to yourself because you are doing your best and Mm. you know for everyone listening to that I bet you're doing your best too and you Mm -hmm. can't actually do any more than that
0: yeah, yeah. And if you have some areas that you know you're sort of dropping the ball on, okay, doesn't mean you're a bad person. Take ownership, have that growth mindset and say, yeah, look, I did waste three hours of my day just mucking around and not making decisions. Cool, I can use my time a little bit better. Tomorrow, I will put my phone away and actually sit down and be disciplined and finish my work, mm. you know? Just find strategies for yourself. People often say to me, oh, you're so bubbly and happy and all of that. And obviously I put... I put a lot on social media, but not everything. So I'm glad I come across that way. But I'm human and Mm. I feel emotions too highs, lows, sad, whatever. But you sit in it for a little bit and say, okay, why do I feel this way? What can I do next? And that's it. And then you just get on with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Mm. Growth mindset rather than being victimized, rather than being like, poor me. Fuck that. I hate when people do that, being like, poor me. You need to be like, okay. What can I do differently next time? Forgive yourself and then move on. Yep. Forgive yourself and move on. I love that. I love that. Cool. Uh, And I feel like we sort of spoke, uh, we've spoken a bit about wind down routines. So this is something that I think everyone should set individually on their own based on what... It's in their environment, what their lifestyles like, what like, the, you know, their partners, like all these sorts of things will help you create your own bedtime routine. Just yep. like we have a morning routine, our bedtime routine to close the day is just as important as how we start it.
0: Yeah, yeah, because the energy that you take to bed will carry on into the night and into the next morning mm. as well. And I'm not saying that shit doesn't happen and you don't have to go to bed super happy and productive and oh, everything's amazing. Well, no, just be realistic give yourself that space to be self-aware, come up with strategies or a better plan going ahead. But yeah, give yourself that
1: mindset time, no matter what it looks like. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And something like I like to do, even if it's to put me asleep, like just to help me get to sleep, it's like just a bit of meditation. I know a lot of people, you know, sort of brush it off or perhaps say it's not useful or whatever, but Breath work, meditation, tuning into your body is like the gateway to our parasympathetic nervous system. It's the one way, the only way that we can slow our body down. So yep. if you're someone who is highly activated all the time, like me, like you, Danny, I'm mm. freaking always, you know, activated. Um We have to consciously do the opposite. We have to consciously wind ourselves down. And this is why I naturally deviate towards journaling and reading and reflection and that slower paced stuff. Mm. Um, And I'm not saying that's for everyone, but I'm saying it's just about like, what do you feel like you need to be able to switch off? It's definitely putting your phone away so that you don't feel accessible and all these stimuli coming Mm. in that's. Going to make you addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely choosing something to make you more aware with yourself, whatever mm. that might be. It could be having a cup of tea on your own, mm. like just sitting in silence or mm. playing some music or washing your face. Yeah. It could be whatever you make it to be.
0: Yeah. And and coming off the back end of washing your face. For me, my nights, everyone I've had my shower. I don't have a shower and then do more work anymore. And I've just sort of recognised that I do this. I, I finish working, laptop, blah, blah, blah. Okay, time to have a shower. Pajamas come on. I'm. That's it. That's yep. it. And that's my way to wind down. I, a lot of people have thoughts in the shower and I used to be, I used to always be thinking, but I use shower time to be present. Yeah. That's like my meditation. I don't have a bathtub. That would be the optimal and the ideal. Um. But, yeah, shower time for me is, like, done. Shower and brush your teeth. We've done eating and done done with working. Yeah. I'm the same except in, the,
1: I'm, like, shower. I, like, speak to myself in the shower. No. <laughs> i <I'm> just, like, <laughs> yeah, shower is definitely. I probably shouldn't have told everyone that, but I definitely What do, do you
0: say? I want to know. I, I,
1: I am massive on speaking to myself. Like, I will... Um, I will, like, if I've been thinking about doing something, I'll, like, sort of, like, I'm having a conversation with myself, I guess, rather (laughs) than thinking it, I'll speak it out loud. Luke will sometimes be like, what did you say? And I'm like, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just talking to myself. But, um, yeah, talking to yourself or, like, writing (laughs) a third-person letter to yourself, you know, really useful to be able to sort of get things off your chest. I definitely Mm -hmm. do that in the shower because I feel like no one's there and then all of a sudden Luke's like, what? And I'm like, nothing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> some people sing I remember um when I bought really? that new speaker from there's this cool waterproof speaker from Kmart that I that I bought and I was having the best time singing but then my neighbor could hear oh, everything God. I'm like fuck she loved it though one of my best friends anyway at the time not that not that we're not best friends I just don't live there anymore um yeah shower time's great use really? it for whatever you want
1: yeah whatever <laughs> you want whatever you want um again, Just some of the other things that I was going to rattle off as well um, was just like previous experiences with, I guess, augmenting your own sleep through sleeping aids, such as sleeping pills, diazepam, Valium. Um, I've used so many of those in the past with shift work. Um, Valium. Yeah, Valium is diazepam. I don't know if we should encourage generic. this. No, I'm not.
0: Oh, I'm saying don't do it. I
1: was say I'm not. saying don't do it. <laughs> um, the thing I wanted to say was that um, because I do know that we have a lot of shift workers sort of listening to this, yeah. and just like contraception's thrown around for missing a period, you know, Valium and diazepam are thrown around for disordered sleeping behaviors. God, um, you'd you know, get so addicted to that shit. Oh, yeah, it feels good. Um, even when I had my boobs done, did you get diazepam? Yeah, but I didn't take any of it because oh, I knew I it was like, do. damn, the prescription's up.
0: No. Oh, I should have given you mine. I did not touch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have because
1: it like it relaxes your entire body, including muscles. So yeah. when you've had surgery, they might give it to you to relax muscle spasms. Like yeah, yeah. Spasms. So it actually calms you down, um, sort of physiologically but from my experience your sleep data does not improve just because you're asleep so mm. i just because i can get eight hours the quality might be only like at 50 percent in comparison if i got six hours or five hours the quality would still be higher so yeah i think it's just so important to not jump for quick pills and quick fixes to try mm. all of the above yeah for a long time Consistently Mm. and not just resort to sort of like sleeping aids to fix screen time or, you know, food things or psychological stress
0: yeah yeah or your physical environment, where you're sleeping, the kind of mattress, pillow. Mm. we haven't actually really spoken about all of that, but um, the clothes you wear are you too hot, you too cold? socks yeah. on, socks off, pants on, pants off, yeah. Um, whatever. yeah, so there are so many other things that you can try before you go to the GP and get a script, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I sleep in um, boys' jocks and Luke's. I love seeing your sleep
0: fashion. Oh, so good. Can't sleep. Luke hates
1: it because he's got like no jocks. We go through like
0: 26. (laughs) (laughs) Can you buy your own men's jocks or it's not the same? It's not the same. You like having Luke's um, sweaty jocks on. (laughs)
1: They're clean. That's the problem. They're clean. So he's like, where's all my jocks? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) And then just a big shirt. You know, I laugh because everyone's got this cute like Peter Alexander set. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it, Bond.
0: <laughs> yeah i wear my little peter alexander's again probably because you know the honeymoon phase six years down the track that <laughs> might change you wait
1: till you crack pulls doc's I <laughs>
0: <laughs> might have to give it a try oh geez um yeah but i think what else have we not spoken about spoken about a lot of much
1: it I think that's pretty much it like I just think it's so important to understand like how important your environment is for sleep yeah Um, in such a fast moving paced world we have to take a conscious control over you know winding down at night because otherwise of course like we'd be on Netflix and Reels and TikTok and whatever else all the kids are doing these days until
0: we're not that old can we use that phrase probably I'm 30 next year man (gasps) 30, 30. But until same age as
1: Luke,
0: there you go. There you go. Mm, Interesting. Well, um, yeah. So definitely recognize that getting optimal sleep is a discipline, Mm -hmm. and it takes compromise. It takes self awareness. Mm -hmm. um, It takes a lot of trial and error. But it is fundamental Mm -hmm. to optimal functioning in Mm -hmm. and out of the gym to health. You find that you get less sick if you sleep well because that's your time to recover. It is your time to grow muscle with that growth, natural growth hormone that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just so important. So, yeah, recognize that you're not going to have the best sleep every night. And this is me talking to myself right now too. You're not going to have the best sleep every night, but if you don't, it's okay. Just keep trying.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think so well said, Danny. so well said. Like don't be disheartened when you have bad night's sleep. It's a forever thing. You know, it's, a it's, like, it's like fitness. Yeah, It's like you're never going to reach a pinnacle and sort of be like, oh, cool, I'm done now. You know, yeah. you might in certain areas, but we sleep with nutrition, with training. These are things that we get to work on. We get to work on for the rest of our lives to improve at, to figure mm. out what works for us as well. So, mm. you know, we hope that this gave you some ideas or a little bit of a wake up to sort of put the phone down and put it away um but yeah if you did enjoy this episode on sleep please do take a screenshot tag myself tag danielle and of course the level up podcast
0: thank you